At the dawn of humankind's third age, the last of the Babylon stations was constructed. Its narrative captured the attention of many fans in the 1990s. While some of it was what we had seen before, the overarching story was unique and compelling and something we had not seen from American science fiction on television. Babylon 5 is a five-mile-long self-contained world. Throughout its story, it's a dream, it's a port of call, it's a beacon, and it's a dangerous place. But it's also the galaxy's last, best hope for peace and victory. As one chapter of its story ends, another begins. This is about how Babylon 5 endures. Two one. Two two one. Three two, two one. one. Five one, six. Check. Five five two one two check. What happened to Babylon four? Welcome back to Babylon Squared, everybody. We know it's been about three weeks. We sorry we are sorry about that. Just you know I'm not sorry. Mona's not sorry. Um I'm sorry. No, I'm living my life. I apologize to you because, you know, I realize that mom or my sister or whomever you know are, are like one or two regular audience members are Mona's mom I don't know um, I respect that our audience respects my boundaries that's what that's what I think is great <laughs> I mean there's there's somebody out there listening to us so and thank you. Yes, we, we we respect that. But we've been gone from you for three weeks, and that's because the the real world has come a knocking, and we've had to we've we've had to take care of things. So we apologize for that. It happens. So thank you, and boy, do we have great news for you. We're we back. Do. We're back. Well, that is true. By the way, those of you who might be interested in vampires just recorded and released another episode of this podcast bites today. So if you go over to this podcast bites.thepodcasting.studio, you can uh, get links to those those uh, uh, apps that it's available in. It should be it should be newly freshly brewed and updated waiting for you right now talking about the big finish uh dracula trilogy in there this episode i can't really say week or month because we're not really good about when we record that so um but yeah yeah that was it was a good episode and next episode we're doing bella lugosi vampire movie so i'm really looking Ooh, I can hear the Bauhaus track now. Uh, I I love Bela Lugosi. I really do, and I think I think his vampires bring something special to uh, to his movies. And I think I think yeah, yeah I, I, he's still to this day. Yeah. He, I mean, we are we're ninety years out from him doing Dracula on the big screen, almost ninety one. And we still think of Lugosi's voice, for example, as being yes. the vampire voice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Mm -hmm. It's 
it's a couple of, of favorite movies of mine. It's one I haven't watched in about 30 years as well. And then another one that I actually really enjoy that shows that Todd Browning was a better director than the original Dracula let on. But we're not here to talk about Dracula. We're here to not talk yet. about Babylon 5. So first, I should say that I'm Joffrey. And Hi, Joffrey. You can find me at Joffrey Spurl on Twitter or JoffreySpurl.com on the World Wide Webbies. Mm. And, oh, that's cool. And, and who are you? I'm Mona, and I'm really... Tell me about your website. Um, my website is... My website's in a state of flux right now. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. So is mine. So I... Uh... <clears throat> I... I, I... I'm not going to um, not going to slam anybody, but I used to post my uh, I used to advertise my freelance work through a um, through a website that rhymes with plum sack. And, oh, I gotta think um, about that. Yeah, um, what would uh, plum sack be? I, mm. I'll, I'll let you know later. Um, but yeah, That's I it. I, uh, I did a tough one. like how they changed some uh, some some goalposts yet again they've been changing goalposts for about a year and a half now hmm. two years before the pandemic but the pandemic probably made it worse um and this uh, crumb flack this crumb flack group no 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 i'll i'll, I'll let you know what no. it is later right, it rhymes right, with plum sack um, but yeah, I was I I used to hang my shingle out there and have unhung my shung, shingle from there. My shingle, I've I've unhung my shingle. shingle. That's a past tense of a shingle is a shingle. That's a, yeah, that's uh, that that that's a potentially dirty word there. I'm gonna have to have to make this up. <laughs> I'll have to Google that episode. later. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So I've I've had to rework a couple of things and. I am preparing to put myself up on Upwork and Fiverr and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. I find myself typically so busy working on other tech projects that at the end of the day, I have not much time to work on my own. So my website will be in flux for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Mine, mine is actually hosted through GitHub. Oh, I'm, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's sitting out there on a GitHub page. Which which I, I like because it gives me the opportunity to fiddle with stuff inside inside GitHub, especially since uh, the technical writing stuff I've been doing is ending. So I've got one more article left for that, and that's been all codes as docs docs as code. So I need to I need to make sure that I keep up on my my GitHub goodness that way. So. But again, we're not here to talk about GitHub. We're here to talk about Babylon 5. That's right. Do you think right. they had GitHub on Babylon 5? Um, no, definitely not. This is <laughs> way too advanced. Way too advanced for something like GitHub. Yep. They keep their um, information, they keep their repos on a crystal. I can almost guarantee it's it some sort right. of a crystal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to admit it's pretty impressive that they have like near real time communication with earth. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far away they are. They are really far away. 
Yeah. That's and there's no cables in space. There's no cables in space. Well, it's just so really, it, it's such a really that- long cable. It actually, it actually slumps down to the bottom. Oh, like a well thought out coax with yeah. some tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't see it strung through the sky. It would get in the way of the ships. I got to be honest. That's the sci-fi that I want to see. The planet that didn't figure it out. <laughs> and so they just strung big cables. And just strung a cable to their moon and to their neighboring planet. <laughs> we never figured out wireless communication. Exactly. It's just all cans and say. string. <laughs> I need to call Venus. Hold on, hold on. I'm using the can. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's been one of those months, folks. All right, so we are talking about the war prayer. Yep, it's, it's episode eight. It, it is it is one of my not one of my huge crushes in this episode, but okay, she was okay. very cute. She still is very cute, to be dead honest with you. Um, Danica McKellar is in this episode. Huh. She okay. plays Arya, the female Centauri. I'll you know who Danica McKellar see... is, don't you, Ramona? Isn't is she the isn't she the dancer? Was that the dancer? No. That sounds like no. no. Danica McKellar is Winnie from the Wonder Years. Oh no way! Yeah. Wow, I did not remember that. Do you know who else is in this episode? Um, tell me more. Did you ever watch General Hospital in the nineteen eighties? Uh, like once. Okay. All right. The guy who played Robert Scorpio is in this episode. Tristan Rogers. Who also played the, I think, kangaroo mouse in Rescuers Down Under, if I remember correctly. Nice. But if you don't, if you don't know General Hospital, you don't know who Robert Scorpio Man of mystery. You know, I only I tried to watch it. I'm pretty sure they had like an, a UFO on General Hospital sometime in the late 80s. And I was like, well, let me give it a shot. But it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. That was, that was after this. But you know what? If I remember correctly, the UFO, the alien tied to that UFO was friends with, with Robert's daughter. Mm-hmm. So Scorpio is, is connected to the UFO. That's good. Yeah. Because I definitely missed it on the one time I tried to watch General Hospital in the hopes that it turned into Star Trek. Well, I mean, here we go. Clearly, Tristan Rogers, Robert Scorpio jumped on that UFO and took it to Babylon 5. Well done, sir. Also, we would be remiss to not mention what day it is. Ahem. Um. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Day. Today is the season four premiere of Discovery. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we're here to talk about B5, but we need to give a shout out to, you know, that brilliant show that is premiering today. Yep. That brilliant show that's premiering today. Yeah. Not one. Well, the season is premiering today. Well, I mean, okay. But how do we know that it's brilliant? Because I've seen every other episode. Yeah, but maybe the season is just going to suck horribly. Are you going to be one of those guys on the internet? (laughs) 
actually. <laughs> actually, the fabric that they're using in their uniforms is not correct. I can do that well. I mean, I hate to be. Hmm? I'm gonna just have to be the. I'm gonna have to be the um, woman here that says actually. Um, the fabric that they're using in their uniforms must be correct because we've never had an episode that's gone this forward in the future. So you're welcome. Right, right. That's very true. Yes, I agree. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help. Wasn't this so also Babylon 5 is great. Like the end of time or something? No, no. Maybe I'm They've not. done so much. They've really done some really great things. So right now, they're as far forward as we've ever been before. And they, I think they went, did they also go as far back as we've ever been before? I think they did. Yeah, all in one amazing series. So cool. Well, at some we're lucky point, to be alive right now. At some point, I will try giving it another another shot. I put to give you a list of recommended episodes that will help you because I know this is it. Not everybody has time. I totally get that. Right. So yeah, I can I can show you. You know, let's do that too. Let's post it on the Twitter. We have. Do we have a Twitter for the show? We don't have a Twitter for the show yet. Should I make a Twitter for oh. the show? We don't have a large. Audience. And I would. I'm guessing ours. We got we got people who want to know. Do we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people ask for a Twitter for the show, I'll do a Twitter for the show. Actually, but, that's you know. a great call to action. Hey, everybody, if you would like us to make a Twitter <clears throat> for the show, tell me. Please tweet Joffrey. Yeah, at Joffrey Spurl. You can't miss me. You yep. know, I'm I'm there smiling right back at you so there we go you can't miss it no do you know how to do an instagram story nope i'm not well okay so i have a user on instagram but i don't use it i think i'm following like one person on instagram too there's a youtube channel called toy galaxy that i follow okay hi Hi, Dan and producer Greg, mm. if you're listening. Um, I love your stuff. Uh, I follow I follow uh, Toy Galaxy and Dan Larson, who's the on-screen guy for Toy Galaxy, does an Instagram of all the toys that he's working with. So It's cool. Yeah, it, it, oh, and he does a great job, too. He does a terrific job. He gets he gets some really good poses going, and he's got. Uh, well, maybe okay. So, hmm? to do something like that on Instagram, free. I I I can take pictures of Babylon Five DVDs. Ooh yeah, ooh yeah, like puppet them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we're ready for War Prayer. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think we're ready for War Prayer. all right so uh on on counting down from five are you ready four three (laughs) one play (laughs) we nailed it boy yeah we did oh I had forgotten about Delenn's poet friend. I 
I just recently watched because I'm doing a, a MASH rewatch too. Um, oh, nice! And I just rewatched the episode where Hot Lips's friend transfers in from another MASH unit, like they knew each other during school, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. You know, and it's got a somewhat similar vibe. This conversation, a somewhat similar vibe. Yeah. So. You know, it's interesting to me that Mimbari are wearing wine lipstick. It is the season. I guess that's just. Well, I mean, that was a very nineties know. thing. It's a, apparently it's across every galaxy. We all agree. Well, the nineties are back, hits, right? Yeah. Disney Plus just announced. Oh. Disney Plus just announced X Men ninety seven, which is a continuation of the old nineties uh, animation. That makes me so happy. I have actually been anticipating this that the nineties will return now. So I just got my hair cut in a '90s style. Okay. And uh, I'm watching '90s things now. I can't I'm do ahead. my '90s haircut any longer. I don't have enough hair on the top of my head. But you are actively doing the '90s thing. That's because my style is actively stuck in slacker mode. You did it. I mean, just get yourself a Nirvana shirt, and you were, yeah. I never. You're ahead of it. On a shirt, never. I had a Pearl That's... Jam shirt. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, yeah, a Pearl Jam shirt is also very appropriate and a statement. Oof. That brand is intriguing. When you get a better look at it, when she's in the, the medical bay, you'll see what I mean. I mean, 90s, I had long hair. I had flannel. I had ripped jeans. I had combat boots or chucks. Mm. Uh, nice. And usually a t-shirt. Now, I don't really rip my jeans anymore. Um... But I still tend to wear t-shirts. Um, I don't have combat boots anymore because, you know, those damn things are not real well lined or insulated or anything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I do still have chucks. I've had a pair of chucks pretty much regularly since high school. I didn't get my first pair of chucks until um, I was doing a show in like 2014, but I've had a pair ever since. Okay. Uh, it was it was the thing. My friends all had chucks in high school, so I was like, I need a pair of chucks. Um, you know what? Maybe it was yeah, even like cool. third grade. Maybe it was before, not third grade, eighth grade, like before high school. You know, I'm in middle school. Wow. Okay. Yeah, your friends I learned how to cool. peg my jeans in high school, though. I think that... Hmm. Okay. Peg and roll my jeans. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I 
so now with uh, with Delenn chewing out the captain, commander, and all these attacks happening. Uh, Pro Earth. I'm not crazy about your car in this episode. I mean, I don't know that this is really his episode, at least not so far. He does lead a bit of a uprising. Now that branding. You know, that branding, yeah. I'm not entirely sure where they were going with that, but that is, of course, a mix of the the female and male symbols. Yeah, yeah. which I have seen used for transsexuals. Um, I mean, here though, it's being used as like this um, jingoist uh, Earth right sort of, you know, yeah, symbol. It's a, it's a sign of bigotry and hate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I f am curious what it's supposed to stand for because I don't think it's ever called out. To me, and of course, I'm not sure where they were going. I'm not, I haven't read anything on it. But um, the, if you notice, like the, the um, zero, the O symbol in the center of this red brand mm -hmm. um, is really emphasized. To me, it sort of uh, is this idea of the humanity is the only um, possibility and that both and that, you know, any branch of humanity sharing like that, um, that center of shared space is the only way to be. That's kind of what I got from it. Let's see. They're referred to as gender symbols. Ooh, and coffee is so expensive to export. Yes. You see that? So now we brought bread. back the coffee. It was Laurel's coffee, Michael. Mm -hmm. It was Laurel's coffee. It's um, a great outfit. Who, hers or his? Uh, everybody's, including the person who was the extra. Great outfits all around. This is gotcha. just a great day for costuming. On five. There she is! It's Winnie Cooper! And Robert Scorpio. Susan. Do you, do you think Malcolm's in the middle? Huh. Maybe not yet. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, wow, she looks great. 
she really carries off the bald Winnie Cooper. She looks wonderful oh, yeah. in this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, she pulls it off beautifully. But here's my... So she would have done this. Oh, go mm -hmm. ahead. What? Well, I'm just wondering when this episode was filmed. It seems mm -hmm. like she would have done this um, not long after her time in the Wonder Years. Uh, let's see here. So the air date was March of 94. Oh, maybe even during? Wonder Years. Wonder the first, Years ran like the first, through 93. Like the 93. Wonder Years ran through 93. 93. Okay, that's after. So. Okay. I love the new Wonder Years. New Wonder Years is awesome. I've seen good stuff. I haven't watched it yet, but I do intend to. That's a great sweater. That's a great sweater for that the is, Scorpio. That is, a, that is a very, very um, he who shall not be named sweater, in my personal opinion. You could wear that today on a first date. That's how 90s that sweater is. Oh, that is That is a very 90s sweater. Tristan Rogers, I don't know what you were doing with that sweater. Do you think it's he was Genera? making it work? Do you think it's Genera? I think it's Genera. Which, which Genera? Genera was a was a brand name. Yeah, oh. you were probably too young. Yeah, or too unhip. One of the two is clearly true. I know. Ugly and I know. old, yes. <laughs> they don't want to marry anyone else. They That's want to marry each other. Now we get to see Londo's wives in a second. You wonder, is it an age thing uh, for Centauri to lose their hair? Because we don't see Veer with any hair loss, but there's something about Londo and the way he wears his hair that looks mature, like it is the like expected outcome. But when we think about the other... I, I don't think Londo's lost more hair as he gets older, though. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, really... All the other Centauri men we've seen have all been younger than Londo. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. They're so they're so bent on tradition. Oh, he is. Yeah. I mean, it seems generally to be a Centauri issue, you know, the idea of station, tradition, expectation. Oh, very much so. I find it interesting that we've, you know, our, our racist being being interrogated is an Asian guy, right? So. I am. 
trying to figure out why the home guard would go to Babylon 5 other than to destroy it, right? Because that entire place is going to have aliens in it. Mm-hmm. Purposely, it's a space station. Right. So if you're concerned about the home, right, the home guard of the home, shouldn't you be focusing all of your efforts back on Earth? No, not if you don't. If not, if you believe in Earth colonization. Well, that's true. They're just trying to secure Babylon Five, you know, to secure Babylon Five. Maybe. All right. Kosh is Vorlon's watching TV. End of Vorlon's also enjoying. End of mm-hmm. the abyss sort of thing. Yep. Another science fiction project that doesn't uh, doesn't get want, as much of the respect that it should. Now that I'm seeing Sinclair um, watch TV, uh, I I want this whole thing to be my background for my my computer. Now I'm going <laughs> to go back and get a screen. Everyone loves Kosh. He's mysterious. Hmm. You know, Kosh claims he's never seen anything quite like it before. But really, was he a part of it? Sinclair says he's never seen anything like it before. Kosh just says he's studied it. Mmm. Mm, you're right. Oh, deep. Got to turn it up a little bit. Don't just rely on those closed captions. <laughs> I actually can't have it up too loud because then you can hear it. So I have to oh, keep it down oh, low. Because you don't have. Okay. See, there's a reason why I wear the headphones. This is a nice shot with the with the fighters in the foreground doing the flyby of Babylon 5. I like that shot. Mm-hmm. So now we get a call back to the pilot about Kosh and the poison. But that was a great question, though. It is, but somehow Susan has Laurel's coffee beans. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't all add up, you know what I mean? There's a couple of, of disconnects there. Maybe a lost episode or two. Laurel told told Ivanova about the coffee beans before she transferred off the station? Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. Here's my secret stash of coffee. Yeah, use it well. Don't lose it. And Londo yelling at Veer. Mm Mm-hmm. As he's working on his... Is it ascot? Is it an ascot or is it a cravat? 
Well, I guess it is a mascot. I'm not sure. No, I think that's a mascot. <laughs> These wives are beautiful. I love their poses. So, like, forced portrait poses. It's yeah. great. Is this the same Londo who falls for Adira? I mean, yeah, he seems pretty jolly. No, what I mean is he's, he's out and out denying that love is important. Yet, mm -hmm. how many episodes prior? Not that many. So this is, this is the same Londo that lost to Dira. Yeah. So one, two, three, four episodes prior. Mm -hmm. Londo was in love and ready to marry Adira. Right? Yep. And now he's telling these two that they can't get married because of loving. Expectations must no. be met. No. <clears throat> I find it very interesting that Jerry Doyle is playing a character who is clearly not thrilled with isolationist, you know, thinking. But he ended up being fairly right-wing. Um, he had a radio show and stuff and ended up being fairly conservative and right-wing before he passed away. Wow. Not sure if he would have supported Trump. I don't, I don't know if he would have or not. But, yeah. It's always a surprise. I f find Tristan Rogers way too old. Way too old to be really her boyfriend. I don't know. Like what? I he I don't know. He looks like just a, a person. I don't know. What? Tell me about this ageist. What, tell me more. Hold on, I'm thinking. Tristan Rogers is a year older than my mom. He was born June of Your mom 46. Was cool. Okay. Now, Claudia Christian. Help if I can type correctly. Is 22 years younger than he is. Born in 65. August of 65. I just right. find that interesting. So here's another question I have. Here's another question I have. Mm -hmm. So right now, I'm watching Foundation. And there are these two lovers in Foundation. And one is like in her 20s. The other one is like in his, he's I think 100 and something. Okay. He's not. He, he's he's gonna live a really long life. 
is the doctor not allowed to fall in love with um, Billy Piper? Well, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, using, we're talking about sci-fi, and we're talking about ageless relationships. But but you're using you're you're using foundation, you're using the doctor, both of which mm-hmm. are outside of a standard human context, right? Outside of what we would see as standard aging, you know, standard... I am tired. Standard aging, standard (laughs) um, perception of aging, standard experience, since we have no experience with aliens. Um, I'm just saying for Ivanova and Malcolm to have been former lovers in the way that they're talking and for him to be 22 years older than her I'm not sure I'm I'm curious what he was doing when she was just coming out of like the academy sort of thing right yeah, and I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I think that in, what is this, the year 25-something, whatever year this is, things are probably a little different, and I don't think that they actually met when she was that young. Because when we look up these ages, these times, you're looking up the actual human being, not the character. That's true. So, that's true. You know, so, I mean, it's just, yeah. And that's something else I question again. Like, so you see relationships like the Doctor and Rose, right? And no one blinks an eye at it. Um, even though, like, they, what, he's like 900 and something, 998, something amazing like that. Um, so, yeah, not every, I, I think it's apples and oranges. When you're looking at sci-fi, it's, it's usually a different thing. Like, it's not, you know, yeah, gross earth standards. No. Uh, wow, it's quite a fight. 2257. 2257. 2257. So 250 years from now, basically. 230 years Mm -hmm. from now. That's actually not too far away. No. Hmm. You know how people eat popcorn at movies? Mm hmm. Well, I'm low carb. Mm-hmm. now so i eat lupini beans which is different it's a very just a different experience i can believe it it's definitely it's not a popcorn it's not a pop <laughs> kernel i love that these are like marketed as you know low carb snacks for on the go people but you need to stop and get a spoon to eat them <laughs> <laughs> Not something I need on a subway at all, <laughs> but yeah. I love that dress on her. I I have to admit that. I think she's absolutely stunning in this that outfit. Oh, she's stunning in everything. She's great. Yeah, she really. You know what I want to see in the future? I want someone to invent a completely different door than we have in all of our sci-fi. All of us use the same sliding door. Like what series, what what 
universe doesn't. I don't know. Every story. They're going to have to do, I want a completely different door. See, there's another sliding door. It's a cool door. It's like a suicide door, but it's a sliding door. Maybe doors that dissolve or like doors that were never there, quantum doors. Yeah. Maybe anywhere you stand is the door. So there's no walking to a door, like yeah. you are the door. Portals everywhere, there's no doors in any room. There's a lot of ideas. So let's see if Wanda listens to the Mimbari. I mean, my question is, um, in this day and age, why doesn't she get that scar removed? She explains. She explained earlier. She said it's there. She's going to keep it. It will again, her. again, I'm going to say that I'm going to repeat myself in this day and age. Why doesn't she get that scar removed? It's Franklin, unnecessary. Franklin offers to remove it and she says no. That doesn't make any sense. She says it will help her re remind her of this experience. It's so just tying yourself to. Nope. I just. Nope. Doesn't make any sense. Smack. As you did, Londo, you've learned to live without love. Smack, smack. I kind of feel like Born to the Purple should happen after this episode. Hmm. Like, this episode helps Londo's sense of decorum and status and class structure sort of, you know, fall apart. Which would then allow him to even conceive of the idea of falling in love with Adira. Hmm, yeah, I can see that. Ugh. You know, I love those hospital rooms with the cameras right in them. Mm. Every room in Babylon 5 has that same camera. I know. Maybe even those same sheets. I mean, I would expect that. Yeah. Sinclair's hairstyle is so precise, it almost... Almost looks like a toupee. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. The sideburn is just so perfect. Straczynski recently, like in the past few weeks, maybe last month, posted a picture of him with most of the guys from the cast when they were doing a read-through. Hmm. And... O'Hare looks so completely like kicked back and relaxed and just like the hair is floppy and and everything it's like it's like really 
Hmm. That's really cool. He's gonna tell you off. Uh. Tradition. Tradition first. Tradition. Every time yeah. I say that word, I'm, I'm playing the whole song from Fiddler on the Roof in my head. Yeah, I kind of wonder I whether whether um whether this episode was supposed to originally go before the one with Adira. I mean, because it's interesting that no one's mentioning Adira yet. You're right. I mean, it looks like a really clear dig. What about Adira? Yeah. Because I have forgotten how to dance. I do love that line. It's a really good line. Oh, here we go. I found it. October 12th. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to send you a link to this. Mhm. Mm I'm going to send it to you over messages cuz my Google chat doesn't seem to be working correctly. Hold on. Okay. There. Andreas isn't there. He explains Oh neat. <clears throat> Oh, this is great. <laughs> Guys, night out. Wow. Look at Londo. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Pleated um, khaki. That takes us back. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Sinclair trying to be a jerk doesn't really work. And I would have expected Delenn to say something. I mean, she sees it. She knows something's up. Mm. What was mm, the line? The good alien. Yeah, dead the line. The only good yeah. alien is the dead alien. Yeah. I think this again comes back to why is Sinclair putting himself out there, right? What is it that Sinclair is trying to prove by making himself the lead on this, whatever you want to call it, investigation, takedown, whatever? Case. Yeah. The case. The case. You know, I mean, this could have easily been Garibaldi. 
This could have easily been a Bonova. Isn't it interesting? It's almost never Garibaldi. Have you noticed that? Like, what has he led? <laughs> For being the head of security. <laughs> right? You would think that he would be like, uh, Jeff, enough. I'm supposed to be doing this stuff. Yeah. Let's let humans be humans. Who's stopping humans from being humans there, Robert Scorpio? <laughs> the walking around with your hand behind your back, that's a... Uh... Yep, he's about to preach. No. I mean, that stances for two things, military or about to give a speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prove your, prove your loyalty. To Earth. To Earth. That's definitely vodka. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Nothing H two O E looking like looking about that at all. I can see it being really dangerous getting space vodka. Like you know, where were those potatoes grown? Hydroponically. Yeah, but you know, is it with poison water? Is it with glass water? You know, like who grew this? Right? Legit. Actually, did you hear about Hamtramck? What about Hamtramck now? Lead in the water. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Arbor is dealing with lead in the water, too. For several years. Sucks. All right. Kieran's awake. Winnie's at his side. Winnie's at his side, rocking that bald cap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. JMS, please ask Danica McKellar to come back. As a you know, if she team. would, she uh, she'd be brilliant. Be She's still acting from time to time. Like a matriarch in the Centauri space would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd love to see her come back for something. I'd also like to see some commitment in the Centauri space to the balding being something to do with, like, power structure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It would be cool if, like, they actually had to have it plucked. Oh, God. Like, Londa's not bald. Londo's oh. not old. Londo's just very powerful. Oh. But then why hasn't he lost all of his hair by the time he's emperor? I mean, I just want to see it worked in, but I think that that could be it. I'm just saying, why hasn't he lost all of it by the time he's emperor? I know. That's a good one, question. They one, should be... one frill at the back, right? 
Yeah, that's what they Just should do. One line they should back of, further. Of and it would explain why women in their culture um, have so little hair. Yes, yes, I agree. That's a good point. That's an excellent yeah. point. That would be such a cool scene, though, yeah. to watch, like, the plucking of a man who's, like, getting his, you know, oh, like, I next agree. pip. I agree. But, oh. Yeah. I don't think I could deal with that. Oh, it'd be great. That would be annoying. Children should be allowed to dance. Children should be allowed to dance. Right there. Right there. He should be headed off to the strip club and ogling Adira. <laughs> <laughs> so that episode right after this one, like immediately after. Exactly, nice. yes. I love the way she dances. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I was watching this the other night, it's like, okay. We've met up with our folks in this black ops camouflage. Which is actually really good camouflage. That's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I actually like this effect. But then they scan it's well done. Then they jam the scanner. And I'm just thinking, wait a second. If somebody was tracking the commander and you block the scanner, isn't that just red flag going, oh, shit's going to happen. Go there. We need to get Yeah, down. exactly. This is exactly where we go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Right there. I am like... And the static of the TV, how is that intergalactic? <clears throat> it, it, it's It's... It's intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Oh, now that explains it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, it's Beastie Boys. That's it's always the answer. Boys. It's the Beasties. <laughs> to terminate the ambassadors on Earth. That's quite a grand gesture symbol. Isn't it? Like, we're going to accept you on a space station to signal people on Earth to do something. You'd also just set a time, <laughs> you know, to say, hey, on, you know, this date at this time, do this rather than a signal that's at a space station. Maybe I'm just not dreaming big enough. So now I want you to kill this alien as a loyalty test. This is your loyalty test for the commander of the ship. And you give him a... And you a, give him the blast. These are yeah. not smart people. Well, look how he's handing in the blaster to him. It's like handing someone the scissors blade side first. He has the blaster pointed at his own head, handing it to the commander. Look, now it's at his heart. It's like he did it on purpose. Yeah, I love it. 
I absolutely love it. These are not smart people. As is usually the but case I think in, point, though, in movements. Like I think that JMS is genius and brilliant, and that's part of it. Because mm -hmm. it's true. People who are, you know, and violent are not typically the brightest book on the shelf, you know? No. So, no. yeah. Yeah. Uh. Lots of guns. Lots and lots. Also, of guns. I mean, I'm looking for a space, something that gets rid. We don't need guns anymore. So you know, I'm just pointing my hand at you and pushing a button. Eh. There's, there's got to be way more interesting, more deadly weapons that we could create in space. Well, okay. Also, maybe the gun is dumb too. You could pierce the hull. Yeah. I want a weapon that does something to the like the some weapon that is like will only react to the hair of a specific species and like <laughs> burns them to the root. You know, some weapon that does something environmentally to where someone is. Like there's got to be other weapons, yeah. you know. There even weapons weapons that involve your senses are really cool. So I can like push a button or do something that catalyzes a smell to come up around you that knocks you out or renders you useless. You know, there's gotta be something. Gotta love Jakar. Yeah. Yeah. All day. Having, I think yeah, that that could be that too. Gotta love Jakar. You can deal with, with humans if you have an extremely strong constitution. <laughs> Spock has said the same thing. Yeah. I mean, really, like in space lore, humans are supposed to really smell. Like we give off animal vibes 100%. If you listen to just generally and just different sci-fi space lore, that's a thing. Sure. And it would really depend on what the dominant species is on a planet and how they evolved and things like that for you to be able to determine how they I mean, well, that sets the standard, but any... So it's not on a space station, right? You're going to have um, visitors from all over different places that have different levels of sense. Yep. Um, I think if, if humans smell, it's just dependent on the, the, the you know, observers smelling them, but it's very likely that we probably put off this scent to anybody who has, like, you know, the ability is beyond a certain point. I'm sure it's measurable, right? So that's, yeah. on a space station with so many there, we're probably very offensive. <laughs> very offensive. Possibly, if they have the right, if, if, if they have evolved in a way that our smell would be offensive. You know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if, if this planet had never if humans had never evolved on this planet, right? If it had been, if it had been uh, troodons that had become the dominant species on this planet, for example, mm -hmm. um, troodons are considered the smartest dinosaur. I'm going off of my Ooh. extensive, my extensive exposure to Dinosaur Train on PBS when my sons were. Yes, um, I've heard that you're an expert in that space. Oh yes, I have become quite the expert in that space. I, uh, I, 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 I have a, a honorary doctorate in in dinosaur train 
these studies. Um, I am listening, sir. And and you know when you think about it, if 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 they hadn't been wiped out, evolution would have evolution would have eventually picked one of the smarter dinosaur species, let's say Troodon, and it would mm-hmm. have evolved to the point where it became the dominant the dominant species on the planet. And then probably at some point their brains would have evolved and they would have, you know, created civilizations and things like that. The Troodon, you know, ancestors would have. Uh, uh, descendants, not ancestors, descendants. So would Troodons, let's put Troodons on another planet, would Troodons possibly be offended by human smells? Very, very possible. They were omnivores, so of course they yeah. hunted somewhat. Um, they had a toe claw, like the uh, like the make believe Velociraptor in Jurassic Park. Um, okay, the Talon. Well, there's a reason why I call it a make believe Velociraptor. Because that is not what Velociraptors looked like. Um, the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park, and this is actually when you dig into it, Spielberg and his crew knew exactly what they were doing. Um, the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park are modeled after the Deinonychus, which was okay. much taller and more fearsome, more toothy. The Velociraptor in reality was um long but about the size of a turkey so they're smaller and they're not exactly yeah they're not exactly the most fearsome looking thing a lot of the uh a lot of the uh the behaviors that they attribute to the velociraptor um are correctly attributed to the Velociraptor in that movie, but not not to that dinosaur. The dinosaur they show in the movie, the, dino, the dinosaurs they call Velociraptors throughout all of the Jurassic Park movies are not Velociraptors. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Blows, blows the little kids' minds, because they're all like, Velociraptors! And I'm like, this is a Velociraptor. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Velociraptor. Yeah, it is. And in fact, they did show what a Velociraptor properly looked like on uh, Dinosaur Train at one point. So. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, actually, here I will send you the. Uh, I'll send you the wiki. The wiki picture. So we're talking about Velociraptors, folks. I'm I'm sorry, that's not Babylon Five. No, actually, I want you're to... right. We're still recording. <laughs> we're still recording. There. Um. So. Would a dinosaur species find us? Offensive or possibly yummy? Hmm. 
Maybe that's why the Vorlons wear the encounter suits. Ooh. Maybe we're stinky, or, or, we are scrumptious. Ooh, yeah, that's deep. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe the Vorlons would eat us. I think eventually that actually is a really good consideration for most likely most species on a space station to wear a suit that makes sure that not only are you not offensive, but that you're not going to trigger some sort of, you know, predator prey behavior from someone else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think Babylon 5 ever gets into any sort of prey predator prey sort of thing does it no it doesn't but i mean it's it you know that could be interesting that could be interesting i just want to eat him you're not yeah you are not eating a a passenger a, a, a resident on this station but our people eat them no, you will not eat him here. <laughs> I can see that discussion already. I can hear it in my head. So, well, what do we think of this episode? I think this episode. I mean, helps. I think it's. Hmm? No, I'm listening. No, I think this episode, in terms of the home guard and things of that nature, I think it's setting up a lot of the isolationist stuff that we see later on in the in the series yeah i i mean i think it's a strong episode um mm -hmm. i i haven't seen a weak episode yet like i don't really feel like this is a filler at all because I mean, it's always building character so we have um, stronger expectations for them in the future so yeah 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 i think i think this is a good one i still really think i would have liked to have put this prior to the episode with Adira. You know, I think that's a really, it's a great call out because now that I'm looking at it with that eye, I agree with you. Because all, it, and I think you might be right that it was supposed to be that way because why didn't Veer bring that up? Yeah, I, I would think that Veer would bring that up immediately. Right? But, yeah. Well, I mean, JMS had his had his reasoning, and it could just be that he didn't really think it was important to have any any connection there. But yeah, yeah, odd. Yeah, odd. But you know, ultimately, with the upcoming uh, episode that we'll see maybe some of this will be sort of like how discovery sort of answers some of the questions that a lot of fans have had for a while maybe it'll happen here with the reboot maybe maybe you know i'm 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 hoping that the reboot helps possibly clear a few things up in retrospect for the old series not necessarily calling it straight out but just you know oh this is a question you guys have always had about this well here i'll answer it here so now yeah, i can exactly. fill in some of those gaps of knowledge in the new series and yes you can feel safe to assume that they apply to the old series too sort of thing 
So. Yeah. 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 I hope I I hope something like that happens. So. Well, this was a fun one. Next week. Next week, we get to watch the episode that was supposed to have. Um. Um. What's his name? Patrick McGowan in it. And he just couldn't make it. Just couldn't do it. So. The Prisoner. We've talked about The Prisoner. Yes. Yes, we yes. have. Um, if you get a chance, you should watch The Prisoner. But, um, yeah. McGowan, who was the lead in The Prisoner, was supposed to play um, Night One, I think next week okay that's the that's the episode where sinclair is kidnapped by by the pro earth group okay yes all right interrogation episode yeah yeah which of course does play a little bit like picard being you know there are four lights there, there, yeah yeah you know so there there's there's a little bit of a connection there, but I don't think it's purposeful. <clears throat> I think they came out just... Oh. No, 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 no. They didn't come out just at the it same time. They came out after. Yeah, this came out after. Yeah. No. So. All right. Well, cool. That is our... That is our... Our, our next... Next episode. So. Adventure. All right. Yeah, Got anything to say to anybody out there before we uh, call it an, a week? Um. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in again. Yeah, we appreciate that. We we yeah we greatly appreciate that. Um, hopefully, we will not have any three week hiatuses again. And you know what, everybody? I don't promise that. What no. I do promise is great content every time away right. yeah we don't we don't promise it but hopefully. you can't see me but i definitely gave you all double gun thumbs up wow just now double that gun. happened yeah i might send a picture of that for the twitter or the instagram story depending on how you vote by by tweeting joffrey wait there, I, i'm supposed to f do an instagram story now well, I think that was a part of the vote thing that we discussed earlier with, with everyone. Was it? I think it's in the, yep. I think we talked about you're going to do either an Instagram story or create a Twitter account. They're going to decide. You'll see it in your in, on your tweets. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'm assuming. So that's where we're at now. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Also, if you haven't seen The Eternals, you all should. It was great. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it was different for sure. Like, it was not what I was expecting, but it was like, it was very good. I was very pleasantly surprised. That's good to hear because I'm not crazy about the previews. You know, when I looked at uh, the critics' response, it was like 46% on Rotten Tomato, mm. but the audience response was 86%. Mm. Okay. 
it's there's just a big chasm in how it's being reported. And when I saw it, I re- I I want to see it again because there's like a lot, actually a lot of story to take in. It's rich, mm-hmm. and I am not familiar with the comics when it comes to the Eternals at all. So I kind of want to see it again so I can like get sort of like you seep tea so you can get you know a richer flavor. Mm-hmm. I want to see it again. I think the rewatch value will be high, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, for someone who's read the comics, maybe there's something to be pissed about, but I thought it was really good. No, I mean, I, I can't even really speak to to those comics, but um, I was, in terms of Jack Kirby's more weird stuff from the 70s, I'm more into the fourth world New Gods stuff with Darkseid and things like that. But even that, I still have a hard time getting into. He, he, he went really into some weird stuff in the 1970s so like he did this funky 2001 adaptation 10 years after the movie came out Um, all right yeah just some weird stuff but uh yeah that's good to hear you're you're actually the first person i've heard you know that i know that i personally know who said that they've they've seen it and Cool. Do you follow Fantastic Frankie at all? No. You should definitely put her on your radar. Okay. All right. You heard that, folks. Follow Fantastic Frankie, whoever Fantastic Oh, 100%. Frankie. Yeah. So. Okay. She's one of our queens. Is she? Oh, she absolutely is. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You can find her on Instagram. You got to go to Instagram to find her. I'm pretty oh. sure... I'm not sure if she has like a TikTok or anything, but yeah. Okay. Everybody who's on Instagram can go there and check it out. Cause you know, I just Google, cause this is it. Like just sort of like how anchor helps us be on a bunch of different platforms. Sure. She might be on more and my only access to her so far has been on Instagram. And I don't want to cap how you, you know, consume your media so google fantastic frankie she'll That's definitely fair. come up because i'm gonna say she's one of our queens i mean it okay. she's a badass all right I'll, I'll check her out um i'll check her out i can't guarantee when i'll check her out but i'll check her out all um, right well see you next week folks have a good one and uh we'll we'll do uh i can't rem- now i can't remember what episode we're doing next week Oh, crap. We're doing um, And the Sky Full of Stars. Yes, that's it. So, looking forward to that one. All right. Good night, folks. Babylon 5 Rewatch Podcast. Your hosts are Mona Lucius and me, Joffrey Spurl.
If you're already a subscriber, we're thrilled to have you. Please tell your B5 and science fiction loving friends about us. If you aren't yet a subscriber, what are you waiting for? This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 International License. Thanks again. We really do appreciate your support. Make sure to tip your waiters.